Good morning. This is Alicia Wellington. Abide in me, the bountiful branch. Initially, when I began this series, I identified four branches in this passage. The barren branch bearing no fruit, the bear branch with some fruit, the bearing branch with more fruit, and the bountiful branch with much fruit. And the passage is John 15. In last week's podcast, I added a fifth, the broken or unattached or severed branch, which will be the subject of the next podcast. Today, however, I am sharing on the bountiful branch. Yes, that's the one that God is well pleased with and to which we should all aspire to become. So to recap, I established that the first four branches are all believers in Christ. I also aligned the branches with various stages of the Christian work. For example, the new believer who, is, who God lifts up and washes, that's the one who has no fruit. The believer who has begun to bear some fruit whom God prunes to make him more profitable for the kingdom and the comfortable believer who has a reasonable harvest to his account and has become complacent in his work with you. I also said that the major difference between the barren and the bare branches and the barren branch is that whereas the effort in the former is primarily rested in God. In the latter, the responsibility lies with us. And so this morning, we're going to just continue our discourse. John 15, 4 to 5 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The key, therefore, to being a bountiful branch is abiding, dwelling, continuing, tarrying in him. In this passage, God did not mince words. In verse 4, he established the principle of forbearing, abide in the vine. In verse 5, he takes it a bit further. You cannot do anything without him. There was a song, I can't remember the name of the song, but these words, it's your breath in my lungs. Yes, we can go ahead, try breathing without him. 
Now the Bible says in Genesis 2, 7, that God breathed the breath of life into us. So we cannot do anything without him. Deuteronomy 8, 18. It is God who gives us the power to get wealth. So some of us may be thinking that it's by our own might and strength and power and our own gifts. Well, guess what? Even the gifts, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, accordingly. So if you are gifted or if we are gifted with the gift of teaching, leadership, prophecy, administration, it is because God has given it to us. Those who are gifted with craftsmanship in Exodus 31, the Bible speaks of, I think it's Basilil, and the Bible says that, God says that I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom and understanding and knowledge, with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craft. And if you thought that it was limited to him, in verse 6 it says, Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you. And if my memory serves me correct, the Bible says about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they were gifted in the areas of science. So we cannot bear fruit if we were to think that the fruit that we are talking about here is wealth and increase and so We cannot bear it without him. We cannot do anything without him. And so... What are the results of us abiding in him? Let's turn to Exodus 50, I mean, John 15. In verses 4 to 5, it's, it tells us that there's reciprocity. Christ, he says, if you abide in me, and I abide in me, and I in you, there is reciprocity, Christ dwells in us. We bring forth much fruit, the love, the joy, peace, patience, faith, self-control, etc. We bring forth much fruit. Then there is the issue of answered prayer. In verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall Ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. And why is that? Why can we get answered prayer when we abide in him? It's because it, it comes to the point where we are asking God for what he wants for us because his spirit is dwelling in us. He is in us. He is influencing our thoughts, our desires, etc. And so then we are now presenting before him exactly what he wants to do in the earth. And so he responds to that. Then it says that we are disciples indeed. He says, here it is my father glorified, verse 8, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. 
disciple. You know, when I read verses seven and eight, I had this, I, I had this thought that I was wondering if a part of, of our food bearing is actually getting answers to our prayer, that we will have more much food in terms of answers to our prayer. But that's for another time, and we will perhaps explore that in another discussion. He says that we, we will stay in his love. That's verse 10. We will be full of joy. Verse 11. We will be called friends of God. Verse 14. God reveals his word to us. Verses 15 and 16. We are chosen by God. We have a purpose and we are equipped to carry it out. Verse 16. And then we have a legacy, lasting fruit again in verse 16, that your fruit shall remain. So how do we abide in him? Well, I have a few tips. We stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Stay in God's love. Keep his commandments and his instructions. Walk in obedience and love one another. And in so doing, we will be able to bear much fruit. God bless you. Do have a wonderful day.